Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel for podcastmybusiness.com.au. And today we're welcoming Albert Nell from opentext.com. How are you, Albert? Very good, and you? Thank you, Tony, and thanks for having me. Yeah, look, no, no, it's great. And we were just talking before that we're both in North Sydney in different locations, and it's just the way of the world these days, it's all remote rather than the face-to-face as much. Yep. It is, and it's, it's, it's the last 15 months have changed the world. Uh, I, I think it's, uh, there's a lot of people that are feeling a lot of fatigue based on the video in the two-dimensional world and looking forward to, to get back to a three-dimensional world and meeting people. Mm. But it, it's amazing mm. to see how the society and the world and the business world especially has, has adapted to how to do business in a remote environment. Uh, which is fascinating yeah. to see how quickly we adapted as well. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a challenge for all of us, I'm, I know, and I'm sure. But we're lucky here in Australia. We haven't, we're an island and we were able to snap those borders shut. Some other countries that are islands didn't quite figure that out and they unfortunately didn't quite work out as well. Um, so, one of the themes that we were discussing um, was about the huge amount of information and information overload and trying to process and deal with that, especially with the cloud. We we all hear of the cloud, this thing out there somewhere. Um, So how are you helping businesses deal with that? So it's, it's, I think, over the last five to six years, as we've started moving into the industry 4.0, which was all around artificial intelligence and machine learning, you started seeing more and more data being generated because the the benefit of artificial intelligence is the more data, the better you can analyze and the better insights you can get into that information. So it was all about how do we start generating more information for us to make more sense out of this information and how do we make certain business decisions on that information uh, or that insight that we get. But what's essentially happening is it's now, especially what happened with the pandemic, we suddenly went from everyone in the offices to overnight, everyone becoming a work a, a remote worker, which which firstly put enormous amount of pressure on most organisations to say, how do I now suddenly have fifty thousand, a hundred thousand employees working remotely instead of in the office? Uh, which mm. it's it's and we've had interviews with some of our biggest customers, and they said when they had to plan, if they had to plan something similar to this, it would have taken them two years to execute a project like this to take everyone from yeah. office space to remote. Uh, and, and we had to do it overnight, uh, which I think is, is probably the biggest corporate and global experiment, uh, which I think no CEO would have in their right mind thought of doing this experiment if it wasn't for something like the pandemic. But it has kind of tested us in terms of how do we start communicating with people. And I think that's, that's apart from the, the amount of information generated through the whole industry 4.0, People and companies started thinking that we need to start communicating and, and sharing information in more ways than ever to keep custo- our employees and our customers uh, and, our, and our consumers more engaged. So what happened is we started just creating more information, which is becoming a massive problem at the moment. If you just look at the amount of sources of information that we use every day in our personal and professional lives, it is almost it is impossible for us to be able to consume that. So the important part is how do we start prioritizing? How do we prioritize the information that we get 
to actually make sense and be more productive because that's ultimately where we want to go. I think that's where, where AI has played a massive part in terms of really providing context to the amount of information that's out there and being able for us to prioritize what information we want to consume and how do we want to make business decisions based on that information. Okay, so yeah, you're right. With all this large amount of information, and I guess just to make it easier for people to understand a little bit more who aren't necessarily directly in the industry, I put it down to things like loyalty cards. Yeah. We we have a loyalty card. Well, I don't because I, I do a lot of stuff with Google, yeah. and I know about Google and AI, and I know what happens to that data. Of course. And it's unfortunate that people aren't quite aware, but it's okay. Look, there's lots of data there, and... Loyalty card is a perfect example of that data. And so I guess what you help businesses be a, a spider in the middle of the spider's web, drawing on all the little components and little parts and putting it together, and then what making that into a package that's usable that they can then use for marketing and other sorts of purposes? It's yeah, for, not just for marketing, but also for internal use. I think one of the things that OpenText does is, is we're really strong within regulated or highly regulated environments or customer. And if you look at the Australian market, Australia is highly regulated. If you look at the different industries that makes up the major uh, ASX top 50, it's banks, it's mining companies, uh, and they are all highly regulated. So it is not just about how do we create information which we can share with our customers, but it's also how do we manage internal HR documents or HR information? How do we manage our finance information? How do we manage our customer information? How do we manage personal information and how do we manage that in a protected environment? And I think what the pandemic taught us is that moving people remotely means that people suddenly start using corporate information on personal files, file systems at home or personal computers at home, or they start sharing it via these public file sync and share systems, which suddenly take... Yeah all your corporate records and the most critical assets that you have within your organization and put it out everywhere in the world, uh, which suddenly starts creating a lot of security risk for you, uh, uh, especially from a regulator, but also in terms of fraud uh, out there as well. And how do you, so where open text play in is how do we manage that information? And instead of having all these different versions and copies of information all over the, the world, um, especially in a remote environment, how do you start creating control and security and protection around that information to make sure that when your auditors or the regulators come to you, that you are able to, to prove that the information is, there's a single source of the information uh, and that also this information is protected. But then more so, as you said, with a loyalty card, is then how do you take that information and then make certain business decisions on that information and start sharing that information as, as marketing material. So it's twofold. It's, it's really in that customer experience space where we play, but also internally, how do we protect the most important assets within your organization and provide the right governance around that to protect that information? And I think you're right about that. And I was just thinking about, you know, you got user experience and everybody's at home yeah. and you've got a fragmented workspace and you've even got, you know, elements of trust and security yeah. on an individual basis. And we've all been forced into a new, I guess, uh, to use a, a, a marketing term, a paradigm shift. Ab yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, it's happened 
rapidly. Mm. So how do you go about ensuring that you've got the safety and security on an individual basis? Yeah. And, and it's exactly what you said, uh, Tony. It's, it's we focused as, a com- as companies, we focus on how do we make sure our employees is get the right end user experience in terms of how do they actually engage with information, but forgetting how do we actually protect that information. So what OpenText does is if you start looking at the biggest systems that employees work with on a daily basis, it's normally your, your big ERP systems like SAP or your big HR systems like SuccessFactors or uh, Salesforce from a CRM point of view uh, or Microsoft Teams. Uh, with all the Microsoft Office products and things. So those are the major systems that most uh, employees engage with. So, And it's easy to control the data within those systems. But what we do at the back end is we become the backbone behind those different systems and we control the unstructured information. So essentially your documents, your invoices, your your uh, um CVs for, from an HR point of view or your offer documents uh, or customer proposals in the CRM space, all that information will be stored and managed within the open text platform. And then from there, we'll be servicing them up. So in, that ensures that all this information is not sitting on personal, inf- personal desktops uh, or not shared. And we're not creating all these different, this, this, this information in the wild, what we talk about. Uh, everywhere in the world, um, it provides the opportunity to really protect that. If you look at the HR process, for instance, uh, it's if someone gets a, a, a CV, how do you store it? How do you manage it? If once you do an offer letter, and, and, and in normal companies, that's not always a big challenge, but you start looking at the big resources companies and the big retailers, where they've got a workforce, which the attrition is enormous, where they do ten to 15,000 offer letters on a monthly basis. For you to be able to manage that in an effective way, in a regulated way, is very, very difficult. And that's where we start looking at how do, how do we become the backbone of how do you manage all the unstructured information within organizations. You mean we're not scanning um, resumes and posting out offer letters? No, we're not. Not anymore. <laughs> okay. So that, that obviously makes things more efficient and more effective. And... I presume that also means great cost savings as well. Absolutely. I think it's, it's if you can start minimizing the amount of information that you create and where it's stored and where you need to protect it and manage it, that has got massive amount of not just hard cost from an infrastructure point of view or a cloud infrastructure point of view, but it also increases inf- efficiency and productivity. Because suddenly, if, if I just look at certain end users, the amount of times they spend finding information and searching for information, searching for a document uh, is enormous. And the productivity that it brings by having it in a centralized place and not disparate across the organization is enormous benefits and efficiencies that that drives um, within an organization. Okay, so I had some background noise then, as I predicted, these things happen. Um, so. How long has um, OpenText been going for? We actually 30 this year. It's, uh, it's OpenText is a Canadian company. Uh, we actually started as a project out of the University of Waterloo. Uh, and our first essential uh, space was in the web search where we partnered with Yahoo. Uh, from there, we moved into the, the content management space. 
uh, with a couple of acquisitions that we've made. Uh, we moved into the, the um, business network, so creating a trading grid, understanding how big suppliers and supply chains, how do we communicate over supply chains, um, which extended our reach into not just content management, but also supply chains and management of supply chains. We've recently moved into security space as well. We realized as you start moving into becoming a cloud company and there's all this remote working, it's not just about creating and protecting the information inside, but it's how you actually provide security at the various endpoints and you can prove that uh, the security is protecting the information as well. So we've transitioned over the years uh, from being a, a small little search company to now being one of the largest software companies and a, a fastest growing cloud companies as well. Yeah, fantastic. And while I've got you, I always like to get some business tips. So considering what we've been through and what you've seen with businesses and how they've had to change and adapt, what do you think is a good tip for a business that has gone through all this sort of change and hasn't quite got on top of all of this? Yeah, I, I think it's a, it, it's everyone is still learning. I think it's if you look at it's and we did a study last year uh, around information overload and the whole pandemic, and it feels like a lifetime away uh, that it's happened. I think most companies have adapted pretty well, but we will continue to adapt to a new way of working. I think it's important for us to understand where the boundaries are in terms of how do we create information, how we share information. And it's very important for us to start focusing on personalization of information, um, which can create a lot more relevance um, uh, in, in the market and make sure that uh, information is consumed in a, more, in a better way uh, and allows us to make a lot more better decisions as well. Um, I think what we try to teach internally and, and, and as a company we're starting to look at how do we move back to becoming a, a more hybrid workforce. Uh, I think it's important for employees to, to ensure that they, they break up their days, um, make sure that they focus on, on how to be more productive. Uh, this remote working has really created an environment where people work extremely long hours, uh, which adds so much stress onto uh, uh, people and obviously impact performance ultimately as well. So it's important that people start looking at their own self-wellness uh, as well uh, during this as we start adapting to whatever the new normal or the new paradigm is going to be. Mm. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe, like you're talking about AI and stress, maybe there'll be an AI system which will peer into people's eyes and see how stressed they are and force them to have a break and shut down the computer for them. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be good, <laughs> That That would help us a lot because I, I, I know we all get stuck on that. Really? And it's so easy at home because you go, oh, I just need to do this little bit, just need to do this little bit. Yeah. And that's becoming a much bigger issue. So maybe that's something we're thinking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. And, and it's, a, it's important, as you say, it's people get stuck in a chair and they don't just get up uh, and take a walk. But, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It's if we can assess stress levels and fatigue and how do we actually manage that fatigue and that stress level as well and and a lot of that responsibility is coming onto companies now uh to make sure uh, and ensure the wellness uh of the employees during the, this uh, this really stressful time yeah there's look there's a whole bundle of issues here that we could unpack i, I think we've barely scratched the surface so anything else you'd like to add uh, I'd just like to thank for the opportunity. I think it's a it's a great opportunity. I think we're moving into a digital era. It's it's we haven't even started. 
Uh, I think the, the pandemic has kind of forced us to be more digital and to transform quicker. Uh, and, and as our CEO said last week, it's uh, we've never worked as fast as we've worked today, but we'll never work as slow as we work today as well. So, Wow. Okay, there you go. All right. Look, thanks very much for your time, Albert. And that's um, from opentext.com. And uh, thanks very much. Thank you very much, Tony. Have a good day.